0: Well, this episode is the start of a prologue of a much larger discussion that we will be having over the next several days regarding the great reset of energy. And so I've been trying to kind of set the scene for you over the past week about how to perceive what is happening around you. So a few gentle reminders, I think, are appropriate on today's podcast. First, you are being transitioned from an analog, objective, physical world into a digital, subjective, imaginary world. A world that is driven by great narratives, by causes. And you are convinced to support or do the most ridiculous of things because the cause of the next crisis creates almost a sort of religious feeling of virtue when you basically end up contributing to the fall of Western civilization. And just a reminder, it is March 12th, 2022. And it was exactly two years ago that this was the last normal week in the before times. And think about what proposition was put before you, and even put before the President of the United States by Dr. Anthony Fauci, by medical Marxist Dr. Jerome Adams, our Surgeon General at the time. And you did, as you were told. Because we were all in this together. It was for the common good. And as Albert Moeller and Russell Moore told you, you capitulating and destroying the economy and living by lies was loving your neighbor. And so you Shut down your business for months. You destroyed your savings. Maybe you didn't attend church. And you ended up supporting all of the insanity, and it was all of us together. It was truly a team effort to destroy the world's economy, to destroy our healthcare system, to needlessly send thousands of people onto ventilators and to their deaths. And it was the average person that facilitated this insanity. It was mass formation psychosis. It was what Douglas Murray calls the madness of crowds. But we felt good about it. We felt virtuous about doing our part to destroy our economy. And to prepare the way for global enviro-communo-fascism. But man, did we feel like we were doing our part. Virtuous almost like we were part of a new religion of some sort. And then when George Floyd died, you did your repenting of being white. You did your penance for supporting the evil capitalistic system that does nothing but oppress anyone who is not you. And maybe you put that black square up on Instagram, and man, you felt good about it. You felt so good that you were doing your part to usher in race Marxism and the downfall of Western civilization. And for nearly a month or two, no one would dare criticize anything that Black Lives Matter did. Like, literally no one. Well, except for crazy guys like James Lindsay, me, Josh Bice, and a few others. Boy, was I roasted for my podcast back in the summer of 2020. Longtime friends completely disowned me for my episode called The Transcivilizational Cult. Tucker Carlson eventually caught on quickly, and so did Glenn Beck. But for almost two months, everyone felt great about identifying with the radical Marxist group Black Lives Matter as they took part in the color revolution. They felt virtuous. They felt good. They felt a feeling of euphoria by both doing their part to halt COVID and then wearing whatever symbol of Black Lives Matter they could. And everyone wanted legislation passed immediately because this was a crisis and we had to respond quickly to defund the police or to create instant reparations because everybody was caught up in the ridiculous fog of informational warfare. And the insane radicals like Kamala Harris and AOC and others continued to call for violence in the streets. And then the vaccines came. And then it was, once again, the virtuous thing to do to get the vaccine. You did your part. You were a good catechumenate in the new religion. And everyone who decided not to be baptized by syringe into the new cult, while well, they were sinners. They were the problem. They were the ones responsible for you catching COVID three months after you received the vaccine and ending up in the hospital. Darn those unvaccinated people. They should all be fired. They should be pushed out of public life. They should have their privileges as a citizen to travel, taken away from them. Yes, many were caught up in the religious fervor of the moment, creating their new medical sheep and goats. But you know what? You know what you were kind of ticked about during all this COVID vaccine hysteria, even if you were caught up in that religion? I mean, even if you were one of the new cult members of the Church of the Needle that delivers the new sacrament of the New Covenant. Even if you were a complete zealot. Something was really different from when Trump was in office. You know, Trump, that evil, tyrannical man who was trying to crush everyone and end their freedoms. Remember him? Well, you kind of remember the last Bush year. And you remember the Obama years, too. And man, the gas prices between 2007 and 2009, I mean ridiculously high. Because there was almost a reset to our entire economy, to the way that we perceive life and travel. You got rid of your beautiful SUV, and you might have just gone and bought a Prius. You were thinking about how much you hated the Prius, but at least you were getting 54 miles per gallon. And gas was up in the $3 range. And then, even the Republicans at that time, if you remember, were pushing for green energy. I mean, the slimiest politician of Washington, D.C., the Russell Moore of the Senate, Lindsey Graham, decided to jump in the presidential race and start advocating for green energy. And the conservative religious groups were doing the same in 2016. And I remember very well the Christian Coalition dinner where they brought in a four-star general to a room full of Republican lawmakers who said that the greatest threat to America's security was rising seawaters due to global climate change. Climate change was also what the primary point of contention was with Trump. I mean, even before border security. It was climate change that was the problem with Trump. The thought was that Trump might pull out of the Paris Climate Accord. And in doing so, he would destroy the world. But Trump had a pragmatic strategy. A strategy to put America's success first. To put the American people first. And so Trump had a goal. To make America energy independent. Within four years in his administration. And after Trump came into office in 2017, each year, Americans, you and I, saw our gas prices drop and drop and drop. Because America now had the supply, our own supply. And America was moving again. Travel was for everyone again. Prices were low, and the possibilities of where you and your family could go in the next week were tremendous. Those three years were exciting times. But this was the worst news for those that wanted to control the entire world. Those that thought we would go from a Bush destruction of the economy to then an Obama eight years of disrupting and dismantling the entire United States and then handing it over to Hillary Clinton. Well, this was the worst news they could receive. The success of low gas prices and cheap energy and a robust economy, that is not what they wanted. Maybe some of you are starting to understand that now. It was the worst turn of events that the globals could ever imagine. Because the new system that they wanted installed, and this has been in the works for many years, is built on insane environmental policies of climate justice. Based on critical social justice and critical race theory. And... Obedience to the government on all edicts. Otherwise, they would not be able to reset the world once they disposed of old Donald Trump. So, it was time to create another religion. And it was time for alchemy to reign once again. And so, Extinction Rebellion was born. And all across the world, in particular in London, where the thousands of Extinction Rebellion protesters were given free reign in London to do whatever they wanted, Boris Johnson and Sadiq Khan let them do whatever they wanted. And I was caught up in all the Extinction Rebellion nonsense in London. As was James Lindsay. We were there for our conference and it was impossible to get around. There were no cabs in London, no double-decker buses, no trains running into Westminster where we were. All of the streets empty, except for pedestrians and bicycles. And everywhere in London, as all of the streets were empty for nearly two weeks, you would have this group of red-robed priestesses with their faces all painted white, doing slow dances and movements religious-feeling movements to signal a change, a literal change, a coming reset from the way things were to how they were going to be in the future. And that was the point. No cars, no buses, no normal modes of transportation. It was time to walk. And in October of 2019, they unleashed madness over the streets of London. I mean, crazy stuff going on. But as I said to Mike Nana and James Lindsay and my wife, I said, you know what? This has almost a religious feel to it, almost like what you would see at the old tent revivals. And so the viral crisis. And this new religion had several purposes. Yes, to subjugate the masses, to create a definite new chapter, almost a born again experience for civilization, to crush the economy and to make sure that people were dependent upon government subsidies, to crush small businesses and make sure that there were fewer choices for purchases in the future, to bring most businesses and meetings To a digital format. And of course, as well, to rewrite our social contracts. To transition everyone from an analog physical world to a digital virtual world. But also to create a reset to the way that we move about. The way that we transport ourselves. The way that we transport anything. And not just from oil and gas to electric. But from ownership to rideshare. From long-haul travel to a digital environment. Because this is part of ESG that is so vitally important for it to actually work. And please understand, this was all strategically planned many years ago. They have been waiting for the technology basically to catch up. But the powers that be had all of this pointing to a moment in time for the Great Exchange, for the new chapter. And this is more about control and power than it is about any actual environmental concerns. But the hyperbolic and non-scientific environmental concerns provide that necessary religious and virtuous spark that would be necessary for the people to go along with this plan without violence. And here is the primary issue that I warned about in the podcast just about a month ago and I called it the last protest. The elites and globalists saw in January and February of this year that the people were on to what they were attempting to do now with digital ID, with a change to digital currencies, with the vaccine mandates creating necessary entryism. And people also caught on to the nonsense that was the COP26 summit in Glasgow, where nearly every nation on Earth came to pay homage to the Earth goddess. And they all made ridiculous statements about forcing their nations and their people to get to net zero carbon emissions. And those net zero carbon emission goals will destroy the economies of large Western nations. And China and Russia, who did not show up to COP26, will not do any of this at all. And that, of course, means that Russia and China will have an advantage over us. And people are seeing that the evil clowns that took the entire world down the road of economic destruction with lockdowns, and fractured our populations with Black Lives Matter, are the same ones who have been preparing the biggest part of this entire clownish display for decades, literally for decades, folks, the transition into an electrified digital world while doing a bizarre postmodern narrative of climate justice to disrupt and dismantle Western nations like the United States and provide economic justice for the rest of the world. So while the Western nations suffer, the Western people in the nation suffer, and inflation will go through the roof, economic help and the ability to utilize cheap and available resources will be given to nations in the Belt and Road Initiative of China while we suffer, while we have a hard time making ends meet, while the U.S. is plunged into a depression. And people started to see this scenario being set up a few months ago from the World Economic Forum. I, heck, I've been warning about this for years, and those of you that are my longtime listeners know this. But now the secret is out. And people don't trust anything coming from their leaders not from Biden, Harris, Trudeau, Macron, Ardern, Merkel. They know that those tyrants would crush them in a heartbeat. And so they gathered. But the elites still had to make this transition. Because the big issue is moving everyone into their enviro-communo-fascist global state. Because the future that they have planned is reliant upon ESG, on the 17 sustainability goals, on you being compliant, And a serf. And the way you could do this is by doing what they have done now at least four times in the last two years. Well, you start another religion. Another religion where you will feel virtuous while making your sacrifice. You will feel virtuous and exalted by, once again, agreeing to destroy your economy and destroy your way of life and our civilization. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our prologue. And we will pick this up right here tomorrow with the history and details of the Great Reset of Energy on public occurrences, both foreign and domestic.